0: Welcome to Needing Humanity, the podcast. I'm Taylor.
1: And I'm Jenny. And we're going to be talking about some things that we have been marinating over for a long time.
0: So, quit your bitching and sit down and listen. Our 25 most influential women
1: since we began. Life. life. And we're going to try and not say people's full names, but you know who you are. So on my list, I feel like I need to preface some of this because some of these people have very similar impacts on my life, but it was like just multiple women that are worth mentioning, I guess, even though it, empowered me at different stages but it could have been that they were all just women who they just like stood up for themselves and they had a voice and it was very powerful for me at different stages in my life
0: (laughs) I have a bunch of notes but yeah same when I started like making notes as to what they influenced me on I think that I because of mostly because of my mom I look up to a certain type of not like a certain type of woman but there's a few things that just really hit home Mm -hmm. for me and so there's <laughs> almost like a specific type of, of woman I get, that yeah. I hit on a few yeah. times. Uh, that's
1: the way mine is. I have like 15 women comedians on my list yeah. that I love <laughs> for various reasons.
0: I have lots of plus size people <laughs> on my <laughs> On my list, you know, or known for body
1: positivity issues.
0: Yes, yes,
1: that's fair. My first, my one and my two are very similar. Um, but it is both my grandmother's, so both of my grandmother's, um, my grandmom on my mom's side was a very strong woman and. A very um, strong Christian, and a lot of my where I like pulled strength from in some very difficult times in my life was just from lessons that I had learned from her. She is one of the most special people I can have ever had influence me in my life. I wish that I had like really organized my thoughts on what I wanted to say about her, but. She just was like pure joy and happiness in a person, and mm-hmm. was constantly just very consistent in her. Like, I'm not gonna let things worry me, I'm going to, and like, one of probably the only person that I have known that is consistently, like, truly had gone through like a sanctification process biblically (laughs) and I can't even express like how grateful I am to have had her in my life and just how much she meant to me. And even my love for cooking and baking stems from just so much time that I spent with her in the kitchen and even like now on holidays at Christmas and Thanksgiving, I always try to make things that she would always make just to have something familiar there for the holidays.
0: That's yeah. I I think that's something that's really special that I admire about. um, I think is cool that you have is that you're able to like share those baking experiences. And then also that you have, that you can do something like that, Mm -hmm. you know, who's your number one. Um, I'm gonna go off of you, and I wasn't gonna actually put them on my list, but I think because they were my grandmothers, they um influenced me mm-hmm. a lot more, and I think about them a lot more than um I even realized mm-hmm. I did but I will go with my grandma Vincent, she was oh, I kind of said last name, but um she <laughs> was they I guess. I'll talk about her specifically. She was not like a traditional great grandmother, mm-hmm. and where you know she was like married her whole life to my great grandpa and blah blah blah. Like they divorced, um, when they were young. She, my grandpa had a brother and a sister, and my grandpa was closer to his dad and kind of in this sided with his dad. But the cool thing about my grandma Vincent, like my uncle was she loved uh her son Troy? Mm -hmm. i mean she loved all Mm -hmm. of them but that was like her baby Mm -hmm. boy and um i don't think he ever came out but there were many signs saying that he was Mm -hmm. gay and like that didn't matter to my grandma like that was never a problem and so for a woman that's was born in 1930 I just always thought that was a cool yeah and she was just always independent living on her own in St. Louis so I think it's
1: very telling of a person when they can love unconditionally and like when it's your baby it's your baby you know
0: Mm -hmm. yeah I think that yeah so
1: yeah I definitely think that's cool
0: who's your second one my
1: nanny so this is my dad's mom And she died when I was very young. And so the time that I had with her was pretty concentrated because I was like 12 years old when she passed away. Um, But she was the life of the party. So on one hand, I had this grandmother who was very traditional and very much like a strong Christian woman. And... And a very hard worker but then my other grandmother was like the life of the party (laughs) (laughs) and she loved to laugh and loved to play cards and um some of my favorite things that I can remember as a kid like they had one of those big red vans that was basically like a rv but it was I don't know what it's called. I should have looked it up before we did this. But <laughs> it had a like a couch in the back that would lay down to a bed. And it had like an old oh, little Lord. VHS TV in it. But we used to load up in that thing and like go yard selling and go to flea markets. And like we just went and did crazy stuff. And she was just mm-hmm. always looking for something to do. And she was just a fun person to be around. And, yeah. she, like, they always had a regular card game going. Like, if you went to their house, you were playing cards at some point. Mm-hmm. And we played Chinese checkers together all the time. She didn't like a lot of clutter in her house or anything. She always And she had, like, one closet that had, like, checkers, Chinese checkers, and chess. <laughs> that was, like, the games and the toys <laughs> that we were allowed to play with at her house. I feel like once you take these two polar opposites of what my one grandmother... And my other grandmother, you kind of get me where it's like I'm um, a mess, <laughs> but I have good intentions. <laughs> and just I feel like those two women just being as bold as they were, but in totally different directions. Um, mm-hmm. that I I I saw two different types of how to be a woman.
0: Yeah. that is really cool I always love those dynamics of I don't know I guess just the dynamics of how people are
1: yeah
0: give my second oh and my
1: nanny is we've talked about it before but um my tattoo my pig tattoo is for my nanny because she collected little ceramic pigs and when she passed away I didn't get to get anything and um we would always go skating together that was my family's pastime um, and then one of my tattoos is a ladybug. And my grandmother, my mom's mom, always said that ladybugs followed me, and ladybugs are like a sign of good luck and like spring and change and growth. And so, since she used to buy me little ladybug stuff all the time, and mm-hmm. so anytime she found something that had a ladybug on it, she'd be like, It made me think of you. And so, um, one of I got the ladybug from my grandmom. That's sweet. Yeah. My two ladies.
0: <laughs> um, Okay. My second one is also my, well, my great-grandmother. Um, and I, again, like, I think it's funny when I started thinking about most influential people, and I'm like, man, these people were not perfect, but that's kind of what I love Same. about them. <laughs> um, my grandmother, my granny Pearl, Aww. which is... I'm sorry. She's not my great. (laughs) The reason I say that is because she actually, (laughs) she had, she had kids when she was, she had her, all of her majority of her children when she was in her twenties, but then she, her husband died and she then had my dad in her forties. So she's the age of my great grandparents, but she's actually my grandmother. Mm. Um, So I I didn't really grow up with my dad. He wasn't around too much Um, since then. A really cool thing is that we've kind of reconciled and and talked a lot more in the last few years, which I'm thankful for. But my granny Pearl always knew about her and she was definitely not like a perfect mom um, or a perfect woman. Um, I think my dad did go through a lot of things Mm -hmm. um, in his childhood, but uh, she was always just like a free spirit Mm -hmm. and just completely wild at heart. Um, And she just wasn't like your typical woman That went, she just didn't go by the book Mm -hmm. or everybody's standards of what a woman should look like. And she was a cougar. (laughs) I'm pretty sure my biological grandfather, I don't even really know who he is, really. And he was like 23 when she was in her 40s and they had my dad. Mm -hmm. So she was kind of had a cougar moment. And I absolutely love it because (laughs) she just she like and she was a badass she rode a motorcycle oh yeah
1: and that is my kind of yeah. lady.
0: and she was just one bad bitch and i'm just like i just love it oh so, so much and so i uh, just want to be wild at heart and a free spirit like she we is. should start running motorcycles yeah I gotta learn my whole family like my dad's entire side my dad and actually my granny pearls other so my aunts and uncles they all know how to ride and I'm like man I really
1: should Josh's family is real big into motorcycles yeah my family is anti-motorcycle but (laughs) they are dangerous and I get it but man I do love do love a good good hog
0: yeah (laughs) My mom. That's what she said. She loved about my dad. Aww, They'd ride everywhere. That's sweet. So, gotta get that bad boy, yeah. bad boy, out of our system. I know. I know.
1: Don't we all <laughs> get
0: that from her? <laughs> we all have
1: a few bad boys in our story line. Um, so who is your third? Mine is. I'm just gonna say Miss Kathy. Um, when I first moved to the area, I did not know a single soul. I'm not from this area, and we started going to a church, and I was, I made some friends there, but just wasn't feeling real connected, and I was kind of going by myself at this point in time, and Miss Kathy started a girls, um, I think we were in like the eighth or ninth grade uh, Bible study. And she would have Mm -hmm. us to her house and she taught us how to scrapbook and she would feed us really good. And she'd buy us the sweetest little Christmas presents. And that was actually when I met um, my number four. So, um, but she was just so sweet. And in a time when I felt very alone and very isolated and had just moved to a new town, like she really took me, I I don't know, under her wing is not necessarily the right way, but she just really gave me some love in a time that I really needed it. Mm -hmm. And she's just a very pure soul, like just genuinely good for no ulterior motive and like, doesn't want any attention for it. And she's, she reminded me a lot of my grandmother. Um, and so I just really enjoyed her, and she, um, yeah, she's wonderful in every way.
0: Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to bounce off of, like, and go kind of the same direction you are. are good. There's one that, um, she is special to me. There's lots, <clears throat> I was highly involved in church when I was young so there's a lot of people that stood out but I think what stands out about this person was the time in my life like what I was going through so um most people that know me know that I got pregnant at 17 years old and um so I you know had a baby young and I'd actually left a church that it was perfect timing because I don't think it things would have been as good I would have wouldn't have been in, in a great place at this church, but I came to this new church and we were just accepted with open arms. And then a few months after kind of getting in with them, found out I was pregnant. Her name was Jessica. She was the worship, worship pastor and um, her husband was kind of like the youth leader. It was a small church, um, still is. And uh, she was just so excited and even at a time where my family was not excited about me being pregnant Mm. (laughs) and I remember she I mean you know nobody looks at a 17 year old and is like woohoo right but she was one of the people that I remember she just like I never went through this phase of her being angry or like giving me speeches Mm -hmm. she was just treating me like she was excited for right. me and so at a time where it was very easy to be depressed about being pregnant at 17 mm-hmm. like being around her I found myself getting excited mm-hmm. and my family came around eventually right. but and she was just so supportive when Kaden was born and everything too
1: yeah that is one thing that I wish I could get back in a time machine and go back and just be excited for you like I hate that Like I know, like you're saying, it obviously is not, nobody like hopes that their child's going to get pregnant at 17, but at the same Mm -hmm. time, you're a great mom and, and it, it it doesn't really do any good to like shame your child at that point, you know, so it's like, why not have a baby shower and just love them and love the baby? Cause that's what, you know, you're here to do. So, um, yeah, I wish that you had gotten that experience then.
0: Yeah, it changes to have a strong support system. for sure. Uh-huh. I yeah. wish
1: I could have been there. Didn't know you then. I was in college, yeah. <laughs> just looping it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, my next one, my number four is Harmony. And Harmony, I met through this church experience. She's really the only person that I keep up with from that time. She's really my oldest friend because I moved around so much growing up that I didn't I don't really have any friends that I'm like oh we go back, you know. We were friend- we were in kindergarten together like I just don't have those stories. Um mm-hmm. and so Harmony and I have been friends now for like almost 17 years and that's the longest friendship that I've ever had. So um But she is one of the a very strong woman, and at different times we've pushed and pulled each other um, out of some difficult times. But I've watched her really persevere and like just be independent and be herself, and come out of a very difficult situation. And so I. She just watching her be strong at times when I felt like I can't do this, I would fall back on like, you know, if Harmony can do it, you can do it. And just the example that she has put out has helped me through some very difficult times and just her support that she's given me Mm
0: -hmm. in
1: those times as well. So I feel like Harmony for me just represents perseverance and the spirit of not giving up and like a true pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of person,
0: yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And luckily, I've gotten to meet Harmony too, she is a pretty, pretty cool girl, she
1: is yeah. pretty dope,
0: um, pretty dope, pretty dope girl. <laughs> Um, I'm going to hit another, I guess uh I'm actually gonna hit a hit. That's probably not the right I'm word to, hit to use. I'm going to yeah, I'm about to hit a teacher. Um I'm about to bring up my she was a ninth grade teacher. Um it wasn't like a major class, it was just like a computer class. Mm-hmm. And my ninth grade year high school like took me by surprise mm-hmm. and I felt like there was like innocence in eighth grade and then all of a sudden you know you're exposed to so much and so I just kind of and I was not dating the not that it was I'm not blaming it on him, but I was just making bad choices all around the board, <laughs> skipping school, getting drunk at school, like all kinds of crazy mm. stuff. <laughs> and <laughs> um so I remember I had teachers who I actually had a to kind of say a bad influence he one day because I got drunk at school and this was like I really didn't drink that often in school like it was just a it was something that got away from me Mm -hmm. (laughs) during the school day and um but I was going through a lot like I was depressed and I just go mentally I was in a bad place and issues with my dad and all this and um I remember this man he was like it just flat out was like, you're an alcoholic. And I was like, no, like you don't even know me, mm-hmm. you know, so that was kind of a lot of my teacher interactions. Either they didn't really pay attention to me or they would like make sarcastic comments about the things that everybody knew I'd gotten in trouble for. And, um, so this teacher, her name was Miss Herrera and she was so kind and I know her, she wasn't, I yeah. love her. <laughs> and she, yeah and she wasn't naive and she'd call me on my bullshit for sure and just one day I remember um she was like she's like I don't really think that you're how you're putting yourself out to be Mm -hmm. she's like I don't think that's like the core of who you are she's like I think you're a lot better than better than what you're projecting yourself as yeah and she just said it with such, like, grace and kindness. And that was the first time, really, that I remember my ninth grade year. I was like, somebody finally is just being kind to me. That's in a teacher, mm-hmm. you know, a teacher mm-hmm. role. And, um, you know, she didn't, like, treat me like I was the best because she definitely was like, get your shit together mm-hmm. at some points, mm-hmm. you know, like, you're not going to act that way in my class. But I don't know. She's just probably... One of the main teachers that really made a huge positive, and it, it we didn't have a relationship outside of that class too. It was just like her kind words mm-hmm. over a course. Right. So that's I now have her as my top twenty-five influential Aww. women.
1: <laughs> have you ever told her what a difference she made? No. You need to email her. As a teacher, I'm telling you, my one thing (laughs) that like keeps me going is that someday I'm like, I hope someone comes back and is like, thank you for being kind to me. And I'll be like, thank God, somebody, (laughs) something, something positive came
0: out of this. I should, should. I should. I've never thought of doing that. Email her
1: and just
0: tell her (laughs) what an
1: impact she made on your life. Everyone should do that. If you have a positive interaction with a teacher, I challenge you to let them know if they're still living, what a difference they made in Mm -hmm. your life. Well, Josh has a story very similar, but he had a teacher that just loved on him, and she died of cancer before he got to tell her what a difference she made in his Mm -hmm. life. And ever since he's told me that, I'm like, everyone needs to be telling everyone. (laughs) Yeah, just tell them how thankful for you right. are. Right, because them. you don't know if you'll ever get to. So just just do yeah. it, people. <laughs> um. Okay, my number six. This person, my goodness bless her. She puts up with me on a lot of levels. My friend Sarah. Um, she was my maid of honor in my wedding, and, um is definitely one of those people that even if we don't talk every day, like she's my best friend and I can call her out of the blue and she's there for me. But when we first met in college, we, it's kind of a funny story how we met, but um, I was dating an upperclassman at Cumberland and we were, he was an RA and we were freshmen and I was in the lobby and her boyfriend at the time which is now her husband played on the soccer team and so his family had come up to watch him play soccer and they had like this three-month-old baby with them and I love babies like I love babies <laughs> and I asked him these total strangers I was like can I hold your baby <laughs> Because we were all just sitting in this lobby, and it was like the Tennessee game was on the TV, and so all of us were just sitting in the lobby together watching the game, even though we were all strangers. And and so they were sitting right there. I was like, "Would you care if I held your baby?" And so and they're like, "Sure." And so I held her, Sarah's nephew, and um got we talked to each other for a few minutes, and we actually were lived two doors down from each other in the exact same floor dorm, like. And we just hadn't oh, seen crazy. each other this. And it, at this point it was like October, November. And so then after that, we started hanging out and just like, we would stay up until the wee hours of the morning, just telling our whole life story to each other. And <laughs> she used to joke and say that we were destined to be best friends. And that has just kind of become a joke that we have say to each other. But um Sarah has been there for me through some ups and some downs for sure and in a time where I was really well two times really one time I was really struggling and she was who encouraged me to go to grad school and she was like I feel like you could be a really good counselor and I had already gotten my psychology degree but I just didn't know what I wanted to do with it yet and she encouraged me so if I hadn't had Sarah in my life I may not even have the career that I have now and um, Sarah was one of the first people too that just truly listened to me and didn't like judge me for anything and in a time where I had struggled with some suicidal ideation Sarah like has talked me off of a ledge and Mm -hmm was just like, this is not the day that you're going to die. This is not it. And just really, I mean, Sarah has saved my life on multiple occasions now. So props to Sarah for putting me for all the <laughs> yeah. time.
0: Props to Sarah. The next person I want to give a shout out to is um, my grandmother. And this is, I call her Mimi, and she, I mean, she's, if my mom wasn't raising me, she was, and uh, I mean, I'm just super close to her. She's actually the only, besides female, she's the only grandmother that I was, like, very, very close to all through my life, and um, one thing that's really cool about her is she got well she got married when she was to my grandfather when she was 18 but um I hope she doesn't kill me when I say this (laughs) Um, (laughs) she was crazy like (laughs) just just I think she was wild and crazy and I love hearing stories about her she's so down to earth like when I go to town with her everybody knows her nobody's ever said a bad thing about her. Like she's just she is un she's very unfiltered, but she's just probably one of the most genuine people I know. And I love her so much. And I don't know, she's a firecracker in my eyes. And she's the best. And she also one cool thing is when I talk to my aunt and my mom, which are her daughters um they will all both of them will always say Mimi raised us to not ever be dependent on a man and to always be able to like go out get your career go to school do what you need to do to where you can hold your own through life and I just think that's a really cool thing that um a mother would teach to a daughter Mm -hmm. especially during a time where that's not really and not that there's anything necessarily wrong if you go the other way with Mm -hmm. it but i just love that aspect of and to see now where my um mom and my aunt both are like that's something they really took to heart Mm -hmm. so that is my person yeah you could definitely (laughs) get it honest
1: (laughs) um my next one is my friend abby So Abby came into my life in college as well, um, and in a time where I was very depressed and very much alone. Um, Sarah went to Cumberland for one year and then she, her, um, she had some family emergencies and she ended up transferring to Johnson, which is where we ended up going to grad school together, um. So Sarah and I were only physically together for one year. And then after that, we would like, we kept up and talked to each other and stuff. But we um, weren't at school together anymore. But Abby came along when I was a junior. And so a lot of my friends had either because I became I was an RA after my freshman year of my first I came in became an RA the second semester of my freshman year so a lot of my friends were older or like upperclassmen and so because that's who the RAs were and so a lot of my friends graduated when I was like a sophomore and so then I was like crap I don't have any friends outside like I I I didn't really have any other freshman friends and Mm -hmm. so I um my, the beginning of my junior year, I felt very much alone. And I was like, sitting in my room, just like watching TV alone and going to class. And I just really wasn't connected to people. And I met Abby in one of my education classes. And she is just one of the very funniest people I've ever met in my whole life. And probably the one of the very first people who ever like truly loved me just unconditionally. Like she had no Mm -hmm. terms and conditions on loving me and just truly being there for me. But she truly was just there for me in a time that I felt like no one else was. And I feel like there was some very providential people that came into my life at times when, I really needed them and Abby just happens to be one of those people and wasn't my roommate technically but we were together constantly and spent all of our time together and just uh, we just had some funny times I don't even I mean like I have so many funny stories from just me and Abby getting into (laughs) stuff and (laughs) what. Just, I don't know. We just did stupid stuff all the time. And now I just look back and I'm like, I'm so grateful that she was there in that time in my life.
0: Yeah. That's good. Um, okay, next person, I'm going to go, actually, this is, well, I'm going to lump them together. They might hate it, but it's going to happen my little cousins okay their names are Macy and Libby they're sisters and um Macy is the oldest and I was nine when she was born and so I'm trying to think of how to take this on because you know going with somebody people that's younger than me explaining how they're influential but um I think I really honed in on like my mothering skills when I you know just being nine years old and then babies Mm -hmm. like that was like a really good age to start taking care of somebody Mm -hmm. and I just feel like when they were little I was around them so much and they just are so sweet and beautiful souls and I'm also I'm probably put them on my list too because I'm like really cheesy and emotional because they're growing up and like they're becoming young women but they're so they're so different and Macy is like very athletic and strong and just so certain in what she wants to do Mm -hmm. and she seems not to waver in that and I just admire that so much about Mm -hmm. her and she's so she's more probably um, well I don't know she's very social but she's just so herself Mm -hmm. and I love that about her and Libby is she's also athletic and she's so smart and I don't know they're just so sure about who they are so I guess their influences to me even though I can't go back to that age but like seeing them with their friends and act have and just being so sure about themselves and confident I admire that mm-hmm. like I guess kind of like as my 17 year old self mm-hmm. and I, I love that so much and I'm so I don't know just proud of them that they're that way at 16 17 right. years old but those are my Lumped them together they count as one okay.
1: <laughs> i have a couple of those too okay now this one um this person i met in grad school and she is um kind of like a mom figure in my life she is but her name's kim but she was in grad school when I was in grad school. it was her like second career, and she just did it because she wanted to do wanted to help people and and felt that you know some of her spiritual gifts are listening and discerning and just being there for someone so Kim uh was in our grad program and she was a part of our cohort so me Sarah and Kim were all together and I'm sure she felt like she had to mother hen us at times but she was just so just a special person like you just don't meet Kim's every day so she she just would pray for us and she was so sweet and would listen to us and she also just was very open-minded And normally when you meet someone who's like older and Mm
0: -hmm.
1: they are kind of set in their ways, but she truly is just like a free spirit. And I just, there are so many times, even to this day, where if I get in a place where I'm just like, I don't know what to do. Like, I just have no direction here. Like she will give me some of the best I don't want to say advice because she doesn't really ever tell me what to do but she'll be like you need to express what it is you want here and what you're looking for and express that to the people around you and like she'll just give like some of the most solid
0: nuggets of
1: (laughs) yes and like some of the most like wise things anyone has ever spoken to my life that has saved me like years of heartache have come out of her mouth and Mm -hmm. she will open up her home pretty much annually and let me come stay with her. And it's like heaven. (laughs) (laughs) Like I just love being around her and in her presence. Like I just feel so at peace and um, she's just my happy place. I love being with her and talking to her.
0: Yeah. The next person I'm going to go to, I might talk a while on this one. Um, I have like 18 pages typed out for this one person because I just started spouting. Not 18 pages, but, um, blah, 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 blah. Well, the next person is somebody who's very special to me. She's probably at the top of my list. Um, it is my mom, a.k.a. Care Bear. (laughs) She loves that name. Does she really? And, uh, could go either way i don't know actually she used to hate it but i've said it for so many years now that she just kind of owns it mm. um but she growing up like we were all each other had it was just me and her um and so they're in probably you know any mother-daughter relationship there's like a lot of love and a lot of damage but the the cool aspect that she and i have is i i guess it was either i don't know kill or be killed sometimes in the house (laughs) Mm -hmm. um we it was either like fight and hate each other or like really work on getting past this the stuff that we were arguing about and we argued all the time i'll laugh with her at one point i remember my ninth grade year she had me bear hugged in the dining room and she was convinced i was possessed by the devil yeah. so like <laughs> we laugh about it now but it was like there were things that were very scarring in the moment and we both did damage and said hurtful things um but from the time i was four um she was just that constant place, you know, she was the person who was constant in my life and she was just like a safe haven for me. So probably with that, you know, you feel comfortable to be a monster in front of that person. And, um, one thing I admire about her though, is that she is always, and I don't really know who, how she learned it. Um, I know she will say it, it's God, because um, faith is very important to her and um, so I know she'll say that that's kind of when she started looking at things this way and there were times that we were probably very toxic um, you know looking back now mm-hmm. I'm like Ooh, we were still crazy and thought we had but we were like progressing mm-hmm. and it's taken years and but she's always been somebody who like strives for change and strives for being like open and honest and transparent with others but also like with herself Mm -hmm. and she's just always pushed I mean she's always placed value on counseling and seeking out or like outside Mm -hmm. help which I think is when I kind of look at the dynamic yeah when I look at the dynamics of my family I don't remember anyone doing that Mm -hmm. but her um So, and we're able to laugh about all of it now, but, um, I mean, still like she wrote in my birthday card, which was, you know, just, uh, well this year and, um, she wrote, you know, you're not only my daughter, but I I truly see you as my best friend. And I was like, man, you feel it too. (laughs) And so, I'm like, I used to, I guess in the moment when I was a kid, I used to think, uh, you know, you always heard you love your mom when you're outside of the house and you like risk or like have that, that your relationship will improve when you're away from her. And I used to never think that that was going to be something that she and I had. Mm-hmm. And so to like sit here and see the growth and the conversations and the hurt that we've gone through to get us to the point where we are like I just don't know I would consider her one of my best friends and she has shown me what it means to being willing to evolve and honest mm-hmm. and what it is to love unconditionally and to be human I think she's like the, the perfect example mm-hmm. for all of that so I love your whatever. mom too
1: she messaged me during a very dark time in my life and was just like I want you to know I'm praying for you and thinking about you and sent me some words of encouragement and some scripture and and sh- so she is a very sweet woman. And I've only met her yeah. in person like once or I was, twice. <laughs> I was gonna say
0: you don't even really know her. No. And she's just she'll say if she feels led to say something she says it. she'll say it. Yeah. yeah I admire that <laughs> as well. So
1: my next one is a not so positive influence on my life, but she definitely influenced my life, and I, I I don't even I'm grappling with if I should even say her name or not. Um, but I'm gonna say it. Her name's Shelly and Megan. These two girls are together. They're a lumper. I'm lumping them together. Um so I also met these people at the same church that I met my Miss Kathy and Harmony at. Mm-hmm. And in a time, like I said, where I didn't have very many connections because I had just moved here. These two girls I thought had befriended me and we, you know, I couldn't drive and this person, the, Well, they were both different ages. One of them was my age, and the other one um, graduated in 2004, So, and I graduated in 2008. So, there was an age difference there. So, she could drive, and I could not drive, and she was one of the only people that my parents would allow me to ride with. So, if I, like, wanted to go to church or something else, like if the kids were going to get together and go do something... I would ask Shelly, like, would you pick me up or do you care to pick me up? And I would always give her gas money and my mom would give her money as well. And, but she just became so snarky with me. And she was one of the people that I remember specifically wanting me to play dumb in my life And would say like dumb blonde jokes around me. And would try to make me like fit into that category. And so in that time of my life where I really didn't fit in. I allowed this person to paint me as a dumb blonde. And I just went along with it. Because I felt I didn't fit in anywhere at that time. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, well, I guess if this is where I fit, then I'll fit here. And so... Um, they made fun of me and they, you know, would tell dumb blonde jokes. And there was one time where she like, she would like put me on the spot on purpose to be like, look, everyone, she's so stupid. And it it really was just like a mean girl situation. And yeah. I didn't do anything to them. And so now looking back, I'm like, I hate myself for (laughs) allowing them to put me in that position for one and not standing up for myself. And for two, I'm like, I have a master's degree. I am an intelligent person and I was homeschooled. So I did a lot of this by myself. So the fact that I, am where I am I don't apologize for that and I am an intelligent person and so sometimes I've like I've literally typed out Facebook messages to this person and deleted them like I <laughs> have gotten to that point where I'm like you know what I'm gonna tell her I'm doing well I'm intelligent and then I'm like no it's not even worth the breath <laughs> but anyways yeah I allowed those two girls to kind of gang up on me at a time when I just wanted to belong.
0: Yeah, oh, gosh, how crazy is it though that at some point I feel like all of us, you know, allowed other people to choose our identity for us, mm-hmm. and we just let it happen. Yeah. That yeah, that sucks. Screw those. Yeah, girls. screw them. They're at least they're, you know. Two thousand and whatever version. Yeah. Okay, my next one is a bad influence. Also, um, just kidding. Mm. <laughs> I was about to drop your name. That's funny. Um, <laughs> no, I. The, well, my next two, obviously, you know the next one, but I will say you first. Um, oh, I'm
1: for real on your list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm girl. A total Piece of <laughs> shit. I didn't put you on my list. <laughs> well. I, should, and, um, I don't know why I didn't even think to do that. I'm like everybody knows you're important to me. We're here doing this together. Yeah, we're here doing this. <laughs> um so 26, I'm Jenny's freebie.
0: Yeah. Um You're
1: my number one, Boo. <laughs>
0: um, yes, yeah, so the cool thing i just think the story of how you and i became friends is so cool and it was so unexpected um i actually came to see you know another friend and hang out with them and um and you were there and i just didn't really i guess have the expectations that we would hit it off so well but you know here we are almost two years later and um which is crazy to think that it's been almost two years that's wild Uh, but I just come back from Hawaii and I felt really alone and I really felt like I just wanted like a good group of friends that I could like be close with because all through my life except for just a few people I've just had like surface talk and I can't stand Mm it and just hey how are you hope you're doing good da, da, da. and then it just kind of stops mm-hmm. and that's fine but that's not like what I wanted so when you and I became friends you know I realized quickly that that's not the kind of connection we had mm-hmm. and over the course of two years like it's not been perfect as you can say as well mm-hmm. um but, and I don't know if it's because, it's weird. It's like we're opposite in some ways, and then we're the same in some. Mm-hmm. But I can say that you've really challenged me to look more inward at myself. You've challenged me in the way that I, like, communicate and think about things. And you've just, been like, you've just been there. And you've just been a solid constant going back to that word because it's important to me but you've just been a constant person in my life and two like the way that you and josh both have taken up with kaden that's one thing that i struggled with being pregnant at 17 even sometimes my family it just felt like there was this mindset of you got pregnant at 17 like deal deal with the bed you mm-hmm. made for yourself mm-hmm. and um I was I remember you know when I was in Hawaii and stuff I would just feel so alone like alone as a mom alone as a woman and I just wanted somebody to love my son too fuck I I'm, might I'm cry on this one um <laughs> fuck <laughs> I'm like my eyes are like huge because I'm like trying to suck <laughs> back the tears back into my eyeballs I think that's how tears work Uh, yeah it does (laughs) it's working (laughs) um when I talk about my kid but you know my kids uh, there's just been a lot of fallout even for my kid in his short eight years and so um when you guys came into the picture and I saw the way that you guys loved him and took up with him like I really never thought that I would have friends that were friends for me and then also people that those same people would be somebody who like genuinely loves Caden, and um, like and he adores y'all, and he loves to wrestle with I you. Know. <laughs> That's his favorite pastime.
1: <laughs> and um every little boy looks at me and is like, "I can take that bitch." <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> "No, you can't.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you finna find out." <laughs> um, no, we like him. but yeah. Yeah, so that's a really cool thing. Also, another aspect to you is that I trust you with Caden and just the way that you care about Caden, it means a lot to me. I love that little filler.
1: My next is another negative, and you just said a positive. I feel bad being negative. (laughs) Apparently, I have.
0: But it's true. It's a good good point you made that there are very influential people, and sometimes it's negative.
1: And it is crazy how fast our friendship has gone and beca- and I, I really do feel like you're right. We've had ups and downs even for a short amount of time, but I think that's because we do go so hard in the paint together that mm-hmm. it just we do everything hyper speed. <laughs> <laughs> because we're yeah. like, I'm gonna give you everything that's in me. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's the good, bad and the ugly. and it just, I love that, but sometimes it yeah. is, you know, it's not always pretty.
0: Yeah. I've never, I never, that's a good point. Like, cause I was wondering, I was like, man, we've only known each other for like a year, really a year and a half at this point. But that's a good way to put it. We move at hyper speed. Baby. We do.
1: We're, we're <laughs> like Elvis taking care of business at lightning speed. Um, <laughs> my next two are kelly and sydney these b words no (laughs) i don't know them now
0: they sound like something from that one tv show laguna beach they pretty much were (laughs) these girls
1: let me tell you about these girls they i just moved to nashville and i was how old was i when we moved to nashville we lived there for four years And it was in the 2000, 1999, 2000 is when we moved to Nashville. Yeah. And this was when I just first started swimming. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who don't know, swimming was like a very large part of my life. And I swam on scholarship at Cumberland. And so like swimming was a big deal for me. And, but anyways, this was when I just very first started like learning how to like really douche the strokes and stuff like that. It all started in Nashville. So these two girls were my age and they were on the swim team. And at this point in life, I was going through some really dark stuff, like real dark stuff and which is like for another episode like we can't even unpack it all right now <laughs> but I had I was just very alone and felt very just ostracized and plus I was in that time where it was like I was like getting boobs for the first time <laughs> you know like going through puberty and just like yeah all the things that you do and I was in a bathing suit And these girls like made fun of me because they, I like, well, anyways, I was, (laughs) I wasn't going to say this, but I guess I will. But I, I've been pretty tall my whole life and like have been through, like I went through puberty, I feel like at a young age. But then, like, when I really started to develop, like, as a woman, was, like, around this time. And these girls, like, made fun of me for getting my period. And they made fun of me for having pubic hair. Because we, like, changed in a locker room together. And, mm-hmm. like, I, theirs hadn't come in yet, I guess. And so they, like, belittled me in a time where I was, like, becoming a woman. Mm-hmm. And they also, like were just so hateful and like would make fun of me, and this is like you know that song that is it, Nars barkley or whatever, and he's like, I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. This is what happened for me. <laughs> um, these girls said something to me, and I don't even remember what they said. Honest to God, I have no idea what they said to me, but I remember that I could not come up with a comeback. And this was like the day I became a last word freak, and I was like in my bedroom alone later that night, and I was like, I could have said this, and I could have said this, and I could have nailed him to the wall with this, and like from that day forward, I have never entered a conversation without the ability to cut your fucking throat if I really oh needed God. to. So thanks for these girls. For turning me into the real OG that I am today. (laughs) So if they had not belittled me in such a way, who knows where this sarcasm and hatefulness would have come from.
0: (laughs) That's crazy. That is something that I would love to talk to younger people, you know, people that are like 10 years, 15 years younger than me. (sighs) God. The fact that i can say that <laughs> yeah <but>. and <laughs> um but I, I had like a trump traumatic experience when i was you know starting my period and hitting puberty and mean friends that would say mean things and i'd see girls do it to others and i just i hope that's not a thing yeah. i hope it's more normalized you i know? hope so
1: too they also made fun of me for my face breaking out
0: and you're like it's so such stupid yes it's like uh, we don't have
1: control over these things it's just our bodies changing and developing hormones for the first time that we've never had so leave us the fuck alone
0: yeah and also like to go off of that i feel like girls made fun of girls because it was a there was so much girl on girl crime And I hope the feminist movement is strong in schools today because too, it was like, there was this huge thing of, you know, you needed that boy's attention Mm -hmm. and you needed, and so you would belittle a girl if a boy was doing it or to get a boy's Mm attention, you know, all that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, fuck that. Here's a news flash, ladies.
1: Boys in high school ain't worth it. Mm -mm. Get your girl, get your girls together. Don't worry about getting your boys together. Boys will be there when they are ready. When they grow up and they're ripe fruits, they're not ripe in high school. Leave them alone and work on being best friends with somebody.
0: Yep. Elevate yourself.
1: Yes. I don't get that. Boys are...
0: Yeah, I did. I played that game. It makes me... That's what I get. Mm. I get mad at my younger self for so many things, but... (sighs) I played that game, too. I was,
1: like, playing with American Girls dolls while everyone else was playing that game. (laughs) (laughs) There was a little girl that lived on my street, and we used to, like, reenact SNL skits and record ourselves on VHS tapes. That's what I was doing while everyone else was belittling me for getting my period. I was like, you know what? I'm going to work this out with a little sketch that I like to call... (laughs)
0: saturday night live no, seriously that's that's
1: seriously what we did
0: that's amazing so
1: anyways we also used to reenact that scene where that where jim carrey comes out of that rhino's butt in ace ventura that was like our <laughs> i've never even go to sketch we we're like this one kills every time <laughs>
0: And how you were wrong. Oh, exactly. Have <laughs> you ever rewatch a
1: Jim Carrey movie? It is painful.
0: My last person, which I think we can finish our personal part of the list up after this, is Jessica. She was, I had friends in elementary school, but I met her when I was in sixth grade. The funny thing about this is we had a mutual friend, and I have. Bittersweet moments with this friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she does too, but I think I do more so because she always latched on to Jessica more than me. It, it was a weird dynamic. But um, she, uh, we met in social studies class and she actually kind of got pulled into our little friend group we were forming through this other friend and my other friend, you know, latched onto her and like loved her. And I remember looking at Jessica being like, she was from another school. I'd never known her. Like she looked really cool um, with her long ass wavy hair and middle part. And I, oh my God, the other day you mentioned a, a puka shell mm-hmm. necklace. I swear I'm envisioning like our sixth grade middle school. I
1: ha- Photos. I have that picture of Jessica.
0: Does she have a Puka Shell necklace yeah. on? Yes. Okay. I, I thought every J- um, every Jennifer knows her or Jenny knows her too. Yeah. <laughs> just so y'all yeah. know. <laughs> that would be really weird If I weird. just had
1: that photo of her.
0: <laughs> you were like, I have she's my sister in law.
1: Just for the yeah. she's my sister in law. That's how we've all comes full circle. Yeah. But she's also um, one of my best like, friends as well. Which i feel like a total piece of shit i didn't put either of y'all on my list <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah we got each other we own this list <laughs> but, <laughs> um yeah. so with her like i don't even remember how we became friends because i remember like and i was like that's so-and-so's friend mm-hmm. you know and but then as we hung out, like she and I just hit it off and we just clicked. And then we started like sneaking behind the other friend's back and like, hey, you want to come to my house? And, and we started hanging out. And so from there, like she has just been a constant and true friend like in my life. I mean, she's just been there since I was 11 years old. And we went five years through our college years without talking. We, you know, of course, experienced some hurts and kind of just drifted our own different ways through that part of our life. And I I remember when I lived in Hawaii, I would sit there and I would like not I'm sorry, not when I lived in Hawaii before, because we kind of reconciled right when she graduated from college and moved back. But I remember through those years, I would just sit there and be like, what am I going to do? Like, I'll never have a friend like Jessica again. And I was like, I don't know what to do without that friendship. Like, I mourned that Mm -hmm. friendship. And I was like, what? Like, because at that point, I had no idea that we would reconcile and be friends again. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I've I've never been close to anybody Mm -hmm. after her and so i make it sound like it was like this intimate really what it was Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so when we reconciled and you know kind of hashed shit out about how we hurt each other and all this like it just felt like it was like okay that's it and let's go back to being besties Mm -hmm. and it was just this instant thing and, and we've not you know, we've gone months or weeks without talking, but it's like, I know she's always there and she knows I'm always there. Mm-hmm. So, she, I just appreciate that friendship. Next on my bad girl and,
1: list, Jessica. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding.
0: Yeah. She got into some, we got in some, into some trouble. Like, I, my years, my childhood years would not be the same without her. Yeah, It just wouldn't have been. We did some crazy... Crazy my stuff.
1: married years wouldn't be the same without her. <laughs> but
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, she's pretty cool. She's a pretty cool girl.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to get her to get so, a matching tattoo with this. It's my next stride in our
0: I know. I feel like Jenny's when we do these what you got cooking good looking. It's like just gonna be me and Jenny going back and forth. I'm gonna touch it this a tattoo. week. <laughs> Like Yeah, it's it's a problem. It's, crazy. it's a problem. <laughs> but I can't um, stop, man. Yeah, she told me she had tattoo fever the other day and I'm like We need to harp on Let's go get one. Let's go get yeah, one. For sure. For sure. <laughs> okay, what you got cooking good looking?
1: Well, this week I have started going to therapy again. So I have gone to therapy off and on for various seasons of my life, and I am pro-therapy. Anytime you can go to one, do it. Um, And I'll get to a point where I'm like, I feel really good, and I feel like I've worked through, you know, whatever I had sought out to work on. Um, Like the first time I ever went, I had like a traumatic event happen. So I went to Um, therapy for that and then I had worked through that issue but then the next thing was like I had another major life-changing event and I started going to counseling again and then Josh and I went to premarital counseling and we've gone to counseling as a couple and um, so this is really the first time that I've gone back since our marital counseling in a while and now that I'm going again I'm like gosh I missed this like I'd love it and I think part of just my self-care as a professional counselor myself is just always needs to be that I am in therapy too because just hearing people's tragic stories constantly takes a toll on you even that alone plus just a mixture of my own baggage that comes up again and again you know it's like you'll work through one layer of the onion and then something triggers you and you're like well need to go back (laughs) but recently just with all of this trauma of um infertility and miscarriages and just the grief of losing all of our grandparents in 2019 I feel like this has been like the first time that I've been able to really like come up for air and like have been willing to process things and so I've started going to counseling again and I highly recommend it for anyone. It's so nice to just have someone that doesn't have any stake in the game, and you can just like say anything you need to say and get it out there. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, yeah. I'm over here thinking I'm like mm, I should probably start counseling or therapy again. It's the best. <laughs> I don't
1: I like it gets yeah. a bad rep, but I'm like I don't know why it's awesome. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. It, every time i am gone, it's been great. But I like, yeah. I mean, it's nice to have somebody listen to you and just challenge yeah. you to reflect on things going right. on. Right.
1: We all need that from time to time.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, I always mess it up. What you got cooking yeah. good looking?
0: earlier you were like what you got looking good cooking i was like solid and um i i'm gonna go back to my photography i actually booked two boudoir sessions cool so this week so i'm excited about it and are you gonna use your lingerie
1: that you've bought or are they bringing their own
0: yes Um, Right now, my collection is still growing. Um, I wish I could fork out hundreds of dollars, but I just can't. Mm -hmm. So, I have to pace myself, and I guess the method I'm going is, like, when I get a client and they book out so far in advance, I'm going to say, you know, what size are you? Right. Where do you usually? And then I'll buy based on their body size. That's nice. um, First over everything else. But they are looking also... Um, so I said of course if there's anything specific you want to bring Mm bring it but then I'll have some options too so um yeah so I have two sessions that are coming up in the next two months and I don't know it's just a satisfying feeling to you know write that down in my little planner yeah
1: I (laughs) want to do another session with you yes in the daylight that was one of the most empowering (laughs) things I think I've ever done
0: I'm glad. I'm really glad you feel that way. I really loved it it, and I wanna do it again. Yeah, for sure.
1: I just love people taking naked pictures of me.
0: Yeah. Anytime I can elicit
1: someone to do that.
0: (laughs) We can get bold and go outside. How do you feel about naked outside location? Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah, it is. There's one girl that I follow, she's in Canada and she does it. She does a lot of self portraiture too. But she'll have a lot of outside boudoir shoots. Like at remote like at a lake that's like private. Mm-hmm. But I don't, and seeing just stuff she says about it, she's like one of the people I love to follow.
1: Man, I can't imagine doing that around here though.
0: Yeah, we go out on Estel Highway. <laughs> we're like, let's go.
1: <laughs> where like we with, with the last time we took pictures, you can see the road from where we were. Yeah.
0: We just go back to that. And okay, we weren't she, even
1: naked then. Like, so I can't imagine I believe
0: I saw an a naked woman but we can run to the woods before right. they circle back
1: don't forget to follow us on instagram youtube and tiktok new episodes will be available every monday on all major platforms if you have a recipe you want us to try or a topic you want us to talk about slide in our dms or email us at needing at gmail.com don't forget to rate comment and subscribe thanks for listening